What's up, y'all? This is JLP, the host of Mastering Singlehood Podcast, coming to you with this brand new episode. Hope and pray that all is well with you and your loved ones. I pray that you had a restful, blessed, productive final week of 2022. Y'all, we have reached the end of our series, Kingdom Gospel Church. And on tonight's episode, we go ahead and take it home with the series finale. Thank you so much for tuning in, y'all, every single Friday of 2022 to catch a new episode of the Mastering Singlehood Podcast. You all have been such a blessing, and I pray that this podcast has been a blessing to you. And as a matter of fact, if this podcast has been a blessing to you, I truly would encourage you to take a minute of your time to write us a review, to give us a feedback as well concerning how this episode um, has blessed you or concerning how this podcast just in its entirety has been encouraging, edifying to you. We would really appreciate it. You leaving a review or a feedback help us to have a greater impact on people all around the world by reaching them with the gospel message of Jesus Christ and with the word of God and also inspiring them to master their trust in God. And so I just thank you in advance and let's continue this work for the glory of the Lord into the year 2023. Um, But without further ado, y'all, let's go ahead and get straight into the episode. Now, before I dive in for tonight's episode, I just want to go ahead and quickly just recap a few of the things that we have learned throughout this series this far now throughout this series i really um by the grace of god have made it the distinction between kingdom gospel and church defining to you all the kingdom of god what that entails and as well as um the church um really making that distinction that we are the church truly the body of christ is the church but however we being as a body of christ we too have to have a gathering a place of gathering um and in this place of gathering um it could be in a church building like a traditional church building but it could also be in a home of a brother or sister it could be wherever two or three are gathered in the name of jesus lifting up his name and doing um whatever it is that the lord has placed on their on their hearts to do for his kingdom purposes and for his glory We also talked about the culture of the church and explained that the church does not have a culture per se in the way that you see it in the world um, in regards to um, the different denominations and so forth. Um, But the actual culture of, you know, the church of God, the body of Christ is the kingdom of God. And um, literally, I believe that in the last days, you know, the kingdom of God has to um, really permeate on the earth. I believe that, you know... The same way that you see the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun, I believe it is also the same when it comes to the kingdom of God. Just as you saw that Christ himself, when he um, came to the scene, right, when he came to the scene, he was also preaching repentance and as well as he he was proclaiming the kingdom of God, the message of the kingdom of God. And so I believe truly before his return and during these last uh, days, during the end times, the kingdom message will continue um, to be proclaimed until Jesus comes. And so I believe that especially as we get ready to enter the year 2023, God is going to challenge his sons and daughters. God is going to challenge those who um, profess to be Christians, those who profess to be, you know, believers, Christ followers. He's going to challenge us to remember that we are in this world, but we are not of it and that we are Christ's ambassadors 
on the earth, that our purpose, right, our assignment is truly to make sure that we, you know, tell the world about Jesus, tell the world about the gospel message, tell the world what Christ came to do, um, you know, and, and really just making sure that we are not ashamed of that gospel, right, but that we proclaim it um, to the ends of the earth for the glory of God. And so as I get ready to just wrap up this series on tonight's episode, um, I really want us to understand as well that the kingdom of God is all about living by faith and not by sight. The kingdom of God is also about living by faith and not by sight. And I also want to go ahead and place an emphasis on the importance of truly desiring the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the role that the gifts of the Holy Spirit plays when it comes to the kingdom of God and truly seeing the kingdom of God manifest on the earth. And so if you guys don't mind, um, please go ahead and open your Bible pages to Hebrew chapter 6. There are a couple of scriptures that I'm going to go ahead and just um, piggyback on certain scriptures that I didn't have the chance to really go ahead and um, really dive further. But um, based on the two previous episodes, I believe, especially the episode when I was defining um, church, um, they were noted in the description of the podcast episode. But on tonight's episode, we're going to take our time um, to really address them. And I truly just pray that you know, you will be blessed by this episode and that this episode it will exhort you as a brother or sister in Christ Jesus to truly to make 2023 a year where you truly live by faith, stepped out in faith and operated in the kingdom of God like never before. And so let's go ahead and just open our Bible pages to Hebrew chapter six. For now, there's a, you know, again, there's a few scriptures that we're going to go ahead and read with you all tonight. But at this current time, um, just go ahead and open your Bible pages to Hebrew um, chapter 6. I'm going to go ahead and open it on my end right right quick. Hebrew chapter 6. And I'll be reading all the scriptures for tonight from the New International Version. pulling it up in my end here again y'all you made it to the end of 2022 god is good if you're still here if you're still breathing it's because god's plan still stands when it comes to your life god is still not done with you yet and that is something to be excited for the fact that you made it to this very end right of a year after all that has happened god has kept you he has kept your family that is a, you know, that's a sure blessing. That is such a blessing. And truly, um, we have much to be grateful for. We have much to be grateful for. So many things happened this year, but yet God has been faithful when he has preserved us. And for that, I thank God for just what he has done in your life in 2022, what he has done in my life. All right, y'all, Hebrew chapter six. I want us to um, um, go ahead. I want us to read from verse one to verse 8 for the time being but we're going to continue on to read several verses within this within this text for, but for the sake of time i just want to go ahead read verse 1 to verse 8 and so this is what it says y'all it says therefore let us move beyond the elementary teachings about christ and be taken forward to maturity 
not laying again the foundations of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God, instruction about cleansing rites, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment, and God permitting we will do so. It is impossible for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the power of the coming age, and who have fallen away to be brought back to repentance. To, to their loss, they are crucifying the Son of God all over again and subjecting him to public disgrace. Land that drinks in the rain often falling on it and that produces a crop useful to those for whom it is farmed receives the blessing of God. But land that produces thorns and thistles is worthless and is in danger of being cursed and, and, and in the end it will be burned. Um, let's take a pause right quick and let's go ahead and just really focus um, especially when it comes to verse 1 to 4. So we here have Paul speaking. And Paul is saying, especially in verse 1, he says, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity. Now, it's very important for me to just note to you that in Paul saying this, Paul is not saying that the elementary teachings about Christ is useless. useless. He's not saying that it's worthless. He's not saying that it's not of importance. But Paul here truly is placing a great emphasis when it comes to the fact that he wants believers to continue to progress in their faith. Um, because Paul is wanting us to experience the fullness of the things of God, the fullness of the gospel, the fullness of the kingdom of God. And so currently, you know, what I've been observing as well over the years is that, you know, even when it comes to church and how we do church, even when it comes to the way that we live in society as believers it's as if by nature we want to just embrace what it is familiar right we just want to embrace what it is that we are used to and so many of us again as i've shared in the previous episodes many of us we're used to just seeing church as being going to church on Sunday or going to Bible study or just going to that gathering place, right? Which is usually a traditional church building, church setting. But many of us have not imagined or have not yet pictured being believers, but yet proclaiming the good news in settings that are, you know, untraditional, right? What do I mean by that? Proclaiming the kingdom message and the gospel message in the gov- governmental setting, right? In the industries such as entertainment, right? Industries such as the music industry. And so one of the things that I truly believe that God is trying to do in each and every one of our lives, those of us who consider to be Christians, those of us who consider to be ministers, is that he is wanting us to truly be about our father's business, right? He's truly wanting us to be fishers of men and getting out of the box of religion, getting out of the box of what it is that we have always known as being, um, you know, the, the, the traditional church setting and really making sure that there are Christ representatives in every single sphere, right? In every single industry. And so Paul is saying in this context, yes, you know, you know the elementary teachings of Christ, 
but have you yet become his disciples, right? And so we see that again, where over time, the Bible shows us the difference between converts, uh, the difference between just being a believer and then finally hitting that milestone of becoming a disciple of Christ. And unfortunately, there are so many people that are still in that level of being a convert, that are still in that level of being a believer, but unfortunately have not yet reached the standing of being a disciple of Christ, of being a Christ ambassador on the earth. Now, many people the reason why they're still at that level sometimes it is not even their fault it is due to ignorance and it's due to ignorance because of the fact that unfortunately many of them they perhaps grew up in a church that were not um echoing again you know what it is that paul is saying here in this context in the book of hebrew is in particular the chapter that we just read um hebrew chapter six but um, moving forward, especially in the year 2023 and onward, God is really wanting us to get out of the boat, per se, right? Just like you see Peter had to get out of the boat and had to be where Jesus was, which was on the water, a place that was unfamiliar. Um, it was unheard of of people walking on water, but yet he was able to do that and so god is wanting us as a people to get out of the boat get out of the book boat excuse me of all that we were used to but now get into the river of uh, of the lord right and really begin to walk in faith into the very dimensions that god wants us to walk into again there's so many so many scriptures where jesus himself says that we will do the works that he did and even greater but we in our mind we still can't fathom how in the world we will be doing uh, these greater works um but i believe the greater works yes per se they will be supernatural but in a way they will just be us again getting out of the box of you know getting out of the box and getting out of fear getting out of uh complacency getting out of the familiarity and began to do new things began to do the very things that a lot of people didn't imagine that a, a, a church goer would be able to do many people don't believe that perhaps um the next leader of a of a tech industry could be a christian but that is perhaps the will of god in the near future and so we have to really be bold about our faith and we really have to become a people that lives by faith and understanding that faith is the greatest currency right a lot of people they're they're running towards cryptocurrency they're running towards real estate they're running toward what it is that the market of this world is telling them to run towards but many miss the mark and not um really using the currency of faith to see what it is that no eyes have seen no ears have heard right when it comes to the things that god has prepared for his people but the beauty of the matter is the lord himself he reveals to us in scripture the way that we're able to see such thing and it's truly by faith and so um as i'm sharing all of this i really encourage you to make it a goal of yours to really live by faith in 2023 to really be about your father's business which is the kingdom of god how it is that you are utilizing the gifts that god has given to you to further advance his kingdom and in order for us in the near future to advance god's kingdom we will have to penetrate every industry with the message of the gospel of jesus christ with the message of the kingdom of god like never before amen
And so let's go quickly to verse 4. In verse 4, again, let's quickly just read it here. And we're just going to go ahead and ponder and reflect on the scripture before we go to the next couple of scriptures that I really want to go ahead and share throughout this episode. And so verse 4, it says, It is impossible for those who have once enlightened who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the coming age, and who have fallen away to be brought back to uh, repentance, okay? Um, Now, something is very interesting concerning that text, especially when it comes to uh, verse 5. This is what verse 5 says again, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the coming age. And so we see here, you know, Paul is saying that, you know, when you have tasted the goodness of God, when you have heard of the teachings of Jesus Christ, when you have heard of the gospel message, the kingdom of God, you have also, uh, you have also um, not only tasted of the goodness of the word of God and his goodness in, in particular, but as well as the powers of the coming age. What does that mean? The powers of the coming age the powers here in this context um can be be referring to the 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 ways of living when it comes to um when this age has passed away and behold the new age right what is the new age the new age could be the age of the millennium the age of the new heavens and earth and so when you now again have tasted the good news when you have tasted concerning the kingdom of god you have to remind yourself and you also have to um, be remember, you know, remember that you're not just living from this, um, this earthly realm, but you're living from a heavenly realm. You see the Bible says in the book of Ephesians that we are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. And so many of us, we've read that text and we're like, Oh yeah, amen, amen. And stuff like that. But we have not truly behold it in the way that God wants us to behold it. Um, for example, just as you see, there are certain people that have dual citizenships, right? There are people that are both Canadian and American, right? They hold two citizenship of two nations. And so the same is with us. We're not just living on this earth, but yet we're living in heavenly realms. And so God is wanting us moving forward to see it for that, right? To see it for that and not to see it as something that is, um, that is just, uh, um, you know, figuratively speaking, but no, he wants us to see it as literal, right? He wants us to literally see us being, um, of, 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 of heaven and earth and truly moving forward. We have to pray the Lord's prayer, right? Saying, um, you know, may the, the, the will of the father be done right on earth as it is in heaven, on earth as it is in heaven, on earth as it is in heaven. And I believe that is the point of maturity that Paul is was addressing even within the, the first couple of verses in Hebrew chapter six, when he was saying, therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings of, of, of you know, about Christ and be taken forward to maturity. Amen. Amen. Now, uh, very quickly, y'all, I want us to go into verse nine and I want us to continue to um, read unto verse 18. And then after that, I want you to go ahead and get your Bibles ready um, to Ephesians chapter five. We will be reading Ephesians chapter five, verse eight to 11, um, very briefly. And then um, once we read Ephesians chapter five, verse eight to 11, very briefly, I want you to go ahead and already bookmark your Bibles to first Corinthians chapter 14, verse one. And lastly, we're going to be reading a couple of scriptures from the book of second Thessalonians uh, chapter um, two. 
I'm going to go ahead and repeat some of those scriptures again to you. So if you miss a couple of them, don't worry. But if you were able to hear them, that's amazing. That's great. Now, y'all, let's quickly go ahead again. We're still in Hebrews chapter 6. Let's quickly go ahead and um, go down to uh, verse 11. We'll be reading Hebrews chapter 6, verse 11 until, um, let's see here, until verse 17. Let's go ahead and do this, y'all. All right, so Hebrew chapter 16, verse 11 to 17 says, We want each of you to show this same diligence to the very end so that what you hope for may be fully realized. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. All right. Verse 13, when God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. Verse 16, people swear by someone greater than themselves and oath confirms what is said and puts an end to all argument. Because God wants to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the hearers of what was promised, he confirmed it with an oath. Now, let's go ahead and just quickly reflect on what we've read. I really just want us, um, for the time being, to focus on verse 11 to 12. Here, Paul is saying, again, he wants us to have hope, right? Um, And he wants us to not be lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what was promised or what has been promised. Sometimes it's easier said than done to be patient in the waiting to receive what God has promised, right? But based on the entire theme of this podcast, we're about encouraging you to master your trust in God. And truly, that is the key as well in the waiting to receive what God has promised. You have to learn to master your trust in Him. When you can reach that time, that level, right, to master your trust in God, it solidifies your connection with God and it solidifies you knowing the nature of God that in fact because he is faithful you can trust him in everything and you could trust him in all things you can depend on him concerning every need amen and so Paul here is showing us that when you are able to be patient in the waiting and you are able to not only be patient but to be faithful in the waiting and not be lazy you will surely inherit what the Lord has promised you And then it continues again, like here on verse 13, it says, When God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. And I love hearing that because it shows you again here the faithfulness of God. That when God speaks, he acts. Whatever it is that he professed and declared, it shall be so. And so... Even when it comes to the context concerning the kingdom of God, you see what it is that we have just been addressing throughout this this podcast episode. We have been just placing great emphasis concerning our identity as a body of Christ, that we are the church of God, concerning that we are citizens of heaven, right? Um, we're not just earthly citizens, but we are heaven citizens. Our kingdom is the you know our, our kingdom is the kingdom of God. We operate from the kingdom of God, and that if that is so, then whatever it is concerning the kingdom of God, whatever it is that's going on in the heavenly realms, then it shall be so on the earth. And so, when we can see with that perspective, then we know that as we are living 
in accordance to God's kingdom while we're still here under earth. And whatever it is that we have already received in those heavenly places, that God is faithful to release them into the now for us. And we know this because, again, faith is the confidence, right, of things hoped for, assurance of things that have not yet been seen. But it says now faith, so meaning faith is now. As long as you have faith, you don't have to wait until tomorrow to believe in the promises of God. You are able to believe in the promises of God now. And so that is powerful, and that is important for us to um, understand and accept. Because if we can understand and accept this, this very day, then when, you know, when, when God is challenging us to proclaim the good news of the gospel message, then we are able to say the gospel message with great authority, with great boldness, and understanding that as we are preaching the gospel message, the signs and wonders that followed Jesus when he was professing and proclaiming the, the good news, when he was proclaiming the kingdom of God, and when he was preaching concerning repentance, you know, the same will be for us as well. For example, when God, right, Jesus was proclaiming, um, you know, repentance and he was, you know, proclaiming that the kingdom of God has come. What were the signs and wonders that followed him? The signs that wondered that followed Jesus Christ was that the blind, you know, received sight, the deaf were able to hear, the lame, you know, they were able to walk, uh, the dead was raised back to life. And so I truly pray that as you're hearing this episode and as you've been just really been tuning in to the previous episodes um, throughout this series, that it has been just edifying you and igniting your faith to really understand the power and authority that you have in Christ Jesus. And that God is really not, you know, (laughs) you know, God is not really wanting you to wait at this point, but he is literally waiting on you. Right. He is literally, literally waiting on us to be about his business, right? About the kingdom. He really is waiting on us to stand in position, right? To be ready to allow his Holy Spirit to use us as his vessel, as his instrument to really be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ like never before. And so, again, you see, even here in this context in Hebrew, God is not wanting us to be lazy people, but he wants us to imitate those who had great faith, such as Abraham. He really wants us to live as though we have received every promise that he has promised us in Christ Jesus. Now, not later, but now. And that is the faith of Abraham. Abraham was not believing for it later, but he was, you know, believing it for now. And as he was believing it for now, yes, though he had to wait, but because his mindset was about now having it now, he finally received what was promised to him. And I believe that is what God will do for us when we are living in that uh, dimension of faith, when we are living, in fact, by faith and not by sight. Many of us, the reason why we have not yet received the promises of God is because we are waiting to receive the promises of God for tomorrow instead of today. And so I truly encourage you to receive the promises of God today. Whatever it is that you have been praying and you've been believing for God to do for you, look, don't don't wait until 2023 to believe for them but believe for them now amen believe for them now the the bible tells us that you know we eat the fruit of our lips and so when you began to declare these things now god is seeing that you in fact are speaking the language of faith he is seeing that you are exercising your faith and he will surely come through for you because the bible again says that god is pleased by our faith And that is why God was so pleased by Abraham's faith and was able to give him 
back his son Isaac even though he was willing to sacrifice Isaac because in fact he wanted to remain obedient to God until the end and so many of you perhaps you're seeing that certain things have not been manifesting right certain prayers that you have just been praying for it seems like the answers of the prayers have not been manifesting have not been coming to fruition but God wants you to continue to remain in faith God wants you to continue to walk by faith live by faith and not by sight because if as long as you don't give up and you're continuously living by faith God it is for his namesake that he will show up to be faithful in your life amen All right, y'all, let's go ahead and um, just quickly now turn our Bible pages to Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to be reading Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8 to 11. I really want to go ahead and just quickly um, get through these um, scriptures with all of you. It's very important for us to do so on tonight's episode. And again, I encourage you that even after this episode, you know, just go back and really meditate on these scriptures as well with the leading of the Holy Spirit, because I believe there is more that the Holy Spirit is able to reveal to you as you are reading it during your leisure time, during your devotional time with him. And so Ephesians chapter five, verse eight to 11, this is what it says, y'all. It says, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the, in the Lord live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Just to pause right quick. When it says, for the fruit of the light consists of goodness, righteousness, and truth, it's talking about the fruits of the Holy Spirit as well. All right? So the fruit of the light also is referring to what? The fruit of the Holy Spirit. And so verse 10 says now, and find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful, it is shameful, excuse me, even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. Let's continue to verse 13. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it says, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine over you. I know that we said we would only be reading verse 8 to 11. But for you to really grasp what I'm going about to say next, it was necessary to read it until verse 14. And so... One of the main things that I wanted to go ahead and address to further address in tonight's episode is how the, 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 the fruits of the Holy Spirit and as well as the gifts of the Holy Spirit are necessary in order for you to truly walk and live in the fullness of the kingdom of God and to truly to see the kingdom of God in operation. Now, the kingdom of God is not necessarily just people, again, talking about the gospel message right and um that's one of the main things that i really wanted to um emphasize throughout the series now in my in in, in me saying this am i minimizing the gospel message of course not but however we see that this is what's going on currently right now in church communities to the point where for example you have a group of believers who for some reason they don't like when you're vo- you know when you're vocalizing or when you are voicing what it is that is being done currently in the global church what is being done um currently in local church settings that is ungodly that is not what god wants for us right but here clearly in the scripture is saying that even when you're operating in the kingdom of god 
One of your function is, in fact, exposing darkness, exposing what is contrary to the very things that God wants, right? And so, for example, when a brother or sister is saying something that is not godly, that is going on in the current state of the church, it is not a sin when they are vocalizing it. As a matter of fact, it is a sin when they're not vocalizing it. For, for a brother or sister saying, my goodness, we have to make these changes in the church because currently right now we see that the church is not where God wants it to be. That is not a sin of itself and that is not shameful as well. What is shameful is when you know there's certain things that is going on in church settings that are ungodly and as well as that are unbiblical and yet you remain silent to these things. And so what you see here, there's that great divide. There's a group of believers who don't want to speak out concerning what it is that is going on that is not right when it comes to the church right when it comes to the way things are just do things are just being done and then there's another group of course that they're they're voicing it they're boldly voicing it right by the leading of the holy spirit and so i really wanted to address this tonight because i see that at times those who are voicing it are being um are, are, are being like said to be rebellious and are being said to make division but that's not always the truth as a matter of fact like I just addressed it tonight when in fact there are things being done that is outright not 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 what you know we're supposed to be doing as believers as Christians especially those of us who are in leadership or ministers it is necessary and that's mo- and most likely it is wise to voice these things in order for us to see change. If we're not voicing such things, there will never be change. Now, secondly, one of the things that I wanted to mention, um, we have to realize as well, when we're saying cer- certain things, when it comes to being better as a corporate body, that is not necessarily tainting our identity right? That's not necessarily tainting our identity, but that is trying to make us get back into alignment to who God has called us to be and how God has called us to function. Amen. Let me quickly go ahead and just read it again, because I really want you to get what it is that I'm saying, because the word of God um, brings clarity. The word of God brings understanding. The word of God brings revelation. Let's see. Let's go ahead and quickly read it again. Verse 8 to 14. It says, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Let's pause right there. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. God is being clear, right? Through Apostle, through Apostle Paul, God is being clear here. He's saying, for you were once darkness, meaning you're not darkness anymore. So there are certain aspects of darkness, you know, not even certain there is certain aspect like there should not be any aspects of darkness in operation because you are no longer in darkness anymore you have become light but unfortunately what is going on is that you see there's a group of believers that is still operating in darkness and yet they're still carrying the title of believers they're still carrying the title of christians christ followers they're still carrying the titles of apostles prophets teachers evangelists and and that's just not that's just not right and God is wanting for us to expose this. God is wanting us to expose this again, not to defame a person, not to uh, 
consider this person an enemy, but to try to warn this person and bring that person back into righteousness. What do I mean by that? Of, of course, we understand that we and ourselves cannot make someone righteous, but however, we could lead them to righteousness because we are professing truth to them. And this is the same thing when it comes to the gospel message. A lot of people will say, well, you can't save people. You can't change people. Only God can save people. Only God can um, sanctify people, make people holy. Okay. Yeah. But however, God has called us to the Great Commission. God has called us to proclaim the gospel message. And so yet, even though God is the one that is able to save a human soul, he still has given us uh, the right to proclaim the message in order for them to understand that it is God that is able to save them. And so if we are not doing our part, how in the world uh, God is going to do his part? And it's not to say that he can't do a thing, but God, again, we see all throughout scripture, he partners with human beings to get his overall purpose done on the earth. That's just how God, you know, he chose to set it up that way. And so we as believers, we as the body of Christ, we as a church, we truly we truly and we must have that understanding, especially as we cross over into the year of 2023. Because to be quite honest with you, y'all, it's like I just do not understand sometimes why it seems like for many people, when people are voicing what is being done wrong, they take it as if it is a shot at someone else. That is not what it is here. This is completely biblical. And as a matter of fact, God is about to truly see who is you know, obedient to him until the end by truly proclaiming what is right and what is wrong. God is not wanting us to be silent on things that are wrong anymore. Now, of course, we have to do this with wisdom. We have to do it with discernment. We have to do it with the leading of the Holy Spirit. But one thing we must not do is to remain silent when God is telling us to speak up on certain matters. And so it's telling us here as well um, he, um, in Ephesians chapter in Ephesians, right? Chapter 5, verse 8 to 14. It's saying, in fact, if you're not voicing these things, you are still asleep. And so it is even saying um, in verse 13 to 14, let's quickly go ahead and read it. It said, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine in you. And so when you are not being vocal about such things, that means you are you are asleep. You haven't, you haven't um, woken up in Christ, right? And that is a danger zone because the enemy is able to deceive you, in fact, if you are not voicing such things and if you're not living according to these things, right? Again, verse 8 says, for you were once darkness, but now you are in light. And so God is truly wanting us to not blend in anymore with darkness to not mingle intermingle with darkness what is darkness in this context darkness in the context is talking about the way of living according to the world standards and not crisis standards not the kingdom standards and so moving forward i want and i want to encourage all of you guys to live according to the kingdom of god in 2023 when you're seeing all of the things are happening in the world this is not the time for anybody to be foolish this is not the time for anybody to be mixing with the world but this is the time to truly to be consecrated before the lord devoting your time and efforts to the things of god because again we do not know the hour nor day but we know that jesus is coming and he can come at any time 
especially when it comes to the way that the world is going on right now he literally can come at any time but this is your this is your responsibility are you preparing yourself for his coming are you ready are you doing what it is that he has called you to do are you occupying until he comes that is the question that you have to answer and that you have to answer um, um very correctly and effectively because truly at the end of the day y'all that's all that matters that is all that matters amen and let's go quickly down to verse 15 it says be very careful then how you live not as unwise but as wise verse 16 making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil i I just addressed it right then and there right and it's saying the same thing here in verse 15 to verse 16 god is warning us to be wise concerning how we live right he wants us to be living as wise people not unwise all right. And he says again in verse 16, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. The days are evil. What is this being said here? You know, what is being said here? The days are evil. Again, like I address, you do not know when Jesus is coming back. Life is fleeting. Any day can be your last day. And if in fact, any day could be your last day, every single day, you should live it as if Christ has come this very day. You should live it as your very own judgment day. Amen. And you should make sure that each and every single day that you again, you're living in accordance to the Lord's prayer and saying, may the Lord, may the will of God be done right on earth that is in heaven. Amen. Um, let's quickly go ahead and verse to verse 18 and let's close out um, and let's close out by going to First um, Corinthians chapter 14, verse one, and then second thessalonians chapter two but um for the sake when it comes to this chapter right um ephesians 5 let's close out with um verse 18 to 19 it says do not get drunk on wine which leads to debauchery instead be filled with the with the spirit the spirit here being the holy spirit verse 19 speaking to one another with psalms hymns and songs from the spirit sing and make music from your heart uh, to the lord this is so important this is the kingdom culture right here y'all this is what kingdom culture is all about it's about us utilizing the spiritual gift that god has given us utilizing it to empower ourselves but to also empower each other encouraging each other in the lord and glorifying and testifying of god's goodness by you know singing right by singing songs by declaring hymns by reading psalms and so forth and so even when it comes to this context you see that everybody was doing something right everybody was exercising a spiritual gift and I believe moving forward as the body of Christ, as a church, God is wanting us to do that. God is not wanting to, to see not even one person being idle. Even in the church setting, we have to um, even be encouraging each other to know our giftings and building each other up and saying, my goodness, God has gifted you in this in, in this gift, right? Perhaps, you know, someone is probably gifted in, in, in the gift of healing, because we know, in fact, their gift is healing, we have to exhort that person and say, my goodness, God has gifted you in the gift of healing and really making um, room for that person to exercise this gift. But unfortunately, there are certain um, denominations that are not really um, exhorting people in their gifts. And as a matter of fact, some people don't know what gifts they have, right? They don't know their spiritual gifts and they should know. Um, but unfortunately, they don't know due to ignorance. But one thing you will see as we continue to just read these scriptures is that God, even though he knows there's certain things that is due to ignorance, right? Um, it's not because the person is doing this on purpose, but it's just because of a lack of knowledge. You will see down the line that um, God is going to begin to penalize people even by 
because in fact they have a lack of knowledge and the reason being is because over and over in scripture he's telling us that we need to do our due diligence to know what his will is and to live according to his will we need to do our due diligence to know um the things of god and to desire the things of god amen all right y'all and so let's quickly go ahead now y'all and um open our bible pages to first corinthians chapter four i pray that you guys have been enjoying this um episode so far and truly um if you've been really um catching up since the beginning of this episode um you can see that again i'm just trying to show you um that the kingdom of god um you know, in order for you to see it in operation as well, you're going to see it in operation by seeing God's people really operating in their giftings, right? Their spiritual giftings and producing the fruits of the Holy Spirit. That is one of the best ways for anybody, even an unbeliever, to see that the kingdom of God has come. Amen. And so First Corinthians, y'all, chapter 14, verse 1. Um, it says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the spirit, especially prophecy. I'm going to read this again. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the spirit. So, y'all, when it comes to, again, um, church culture, we again address that the church culture is kingdom culture. And so it is truly necessary for us to walk in love, right, as we are walking in love in the way of love. Secondly, here, Paul, in this context of the Holy Spirit, he's saying for us to eagerly desire gifts of the Holy Spirit. Every believer has a gift of the Holy Spirit. Some people even have more than one. But in order for us to be aware of this, we ourselves have to be praying to God, have to be praying to the Holy Spirit to reveal to us our gifts. But we ourselves have to eagerly desire them. So many people... At times, they're like, you know, they perhaps say, man, I don't know how to speak in tongues. Um, I don't know how to prophesy and stuff like that. But to know in this context is showing that first we must desire. When you begin to desire such things, God sees that you have now positioned yourself to receive such gifts. And that is so important. I'm going to say this again. When you begin to desire such things, right? When you begin to desire the gifts and when you're walking the ways of love, God sees that you are making room to receive them. And so perhaps, yes, the gifts may be in you right now, but you will never uncover them unless you desire them. I believe it's when you begin to desire them, when you begin to search God himself, the heart of God himself, you know, the, you know, the heart of God and, and God himself, that these gifts, he will make apparent to you. He will reveal them to you and they will begin to be activated. But again, unfortunately, there's so many denominations that does not, you know, um, encourage people to desire such gifts some people do not even teach people concerning such gifts there are certain groups of believers until this very day they do not know that the the gifts of the holy spirit still are in function today still operate today and moving forward you know that should not be the case anymore and this is why it's so important for you to make sure that you are studying to show yourself approved that you are studying to know the knowledge of god to know the wisdom of god that way you will not be stuck in ignorance and you will not miss the very things that God has given you as a believer. As a believer, God has given you his Holy Spirit. As a believer, God has given you gifts 
right? Gifts of the spirit. And he, it doesn't, he did not give you such gifts for you to be idle with these gifts, but he has given you these gifts to make sure that you're using, you're using them for his glory, for the investment of his kingdom and to win souls as well to his kingdom. And so I just wanted to go ahead and just quickly share that with you. Um, and very quickly, y'all, to close out this episode, I know that this episode was kind of lengthy, but I truly believe it was necessary. I believe that the Holy Spirit will speak to you um, through what it is that we have shared in this series finale. Um, but very quickly, let's go ahead and um, put it to a close by just reading a few scriptures in Second Thessalonians that the Holy Spirit really just brought to my attention um, that I believe will bless you and will really, you know, show you again the importance of having the understanding when it comes to the kingdom of God and when it comes to the things of God. Amen. Let's quickly go ahead. And it's also going to just encourage you all as well to persevere in faith. All right. <clears throat> All right, y'all. Second Thessalonians, first the Second Thessalonians chapter two. I want us to read um, verse 1 to 9. And then I want to go straight down and then read verses 13 to 16. Very quickly, y'all. So 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Um, even in the first um, part of this entire passage, you will see the title here is talking about the men of lawlessness. And we know that the men of lawlessness in this context is talking about the Antichrist, right? And the false prophet as well. And so let's quickly just read verses um, 1 to 9 really quickly, y'all. Concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered to him, we ask you, brothers and sisters, not to become easily unsettled or alarmed by the teaching allegedly from us whether by a prophecy or by word of mouth or by letter, asserting that the day of the Lord has already come. Don't let anyone deceive you in any way, for that day will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the man doomed to destruction. He will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or is worshipped, so that he sets himself up in God's temple, proclaiming himself to be God. I'm going to pause right there. Y'all, when I was reading this, you know, this is a passage I've read before, okay? <laughs> I've read it before, but recently when I when I was reading this, y'all, I was like so shocked to the core. I'm going to tell you why, y'all. Let, but before I tell you why, let me just, my goodness, let me just quickly go ahead and read verse 4 with you. I really want you guys to pay attention right now to verse 4, okay? Listen to verse 4 with your spiritual ears. It says he will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or is worshipped so that he sets himself up in God's temple, proclaiming himself to be God. Y'all, listen. Over the years, when when thinking or imagining whom this person might be, right, the men of lawlessness, the Antichrist, many of us have this ideology, this idea that he will be a political figure. He will be a rich person. He will be someone of high, you know, of high stature, someone with great power. 
And that may be the case, right? But often we think as if this person will oppose the things of God, meaning that he will just be blatantly someone that is completely opposite to the things of God. Meaning he will say, you know, I'm an atheist or this, or I'm, you know, I'm a type of God, etc. But how many of us have been quiet and still to reflect when reading this to see that this is also talking about someone opposing God in the way that a lot of people are opposing God in the church right now. For example, you you see many churches nowadays have pastors who boldly say that they live a lifestyle that God himself does not promote in his word, but yet they are pastors and they are shepherding a congregation. This in itself is exalting in the body of Christ things that oppose God. The te- things that uphold the teaching of God. That's why I said, listen with your spiritual ears. Listen right quick. He will uphold and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or is worshipped. So that he sets himself up in God's temple, proclaiming himself to be God. Do you guys see the deception? This is a spirit, right? The, anti- the, the Bible says that the spirit of the Antichrist is already in the world. And you can see that. It's in the world and now it's even in church. When you have a group of believers that are trying to re- rewrite what the scriptures say, that is the operation of the Antichrist and manifestation, even in the church setting, very subtly. That sometimes people can't be, you know, they're not aware of it. And so you have a group of people that will be like, oh my goodness, you know, it's none of my business. You know, salvation is personal. Um, only God knows this person's heart, et cetera, et cetera. You see, this is the danger right there. Sometimes we view it in a way where if we are not testing it with scripture, that the Antichrist is already at work and operation within the body of Christ and we have missed it. When we are seeing darkness is going on in the church and we're not exposing it, guess what? We have missed the fact that the Antichrist is in operation in the church. And it's very critical for us moving forward to observe this and to expose it. Because if not, many people will be deceived. Many people will fall away. Because the Bible is, makes it clear that there will be a great falling away. Like I addressed in a previous episode, the doctrine when preaching that, you know, once they always save is dangerous in that matter because it, 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 it makes people not have sober minds and it makes people not be vigilant to see what is of God and see what is not of God. Let's continue, y'all. And this is what verse 5 to to 8 is addressing. Let's take a look. Don't you remember that when I was with you, I used to tell you these things. And now you know what is holding him back. 
he's referring Paul here referring to the man of lawlessness right the antichrist and now you know what is holding him back so that he may be revealed at the proper time for the secret power of lawlessness is already at work but the one who now holds it back will continue to do so until he is taken out of the way who is Paul referring to right there? The one who holds it back will continue to do so until he is taken away. Paul is referring here to the Holy Spirit. And he's also referring to us as well because the Holy Spirit resides in us. This day, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit resides in us. All right. And verse eight says, and then the lawlessness one will be revealed. And then the lawless one will be revealed. And so Paul is addressing here that the spirit of, of the Antichrist is already in operation, right? But it's not revealed in its fullness, meaning the person, right? The person that, um, that the spirit embodies is not revealed in his fullness, but the literal spirit is in fact operating right now. It's operating in the churches. It's operating in the world. Um, all right. But it's saying that once he is it, saying that, um, Let's quickly go ahead and read this because I want you guys to really hear it very clearly. In verse 8, it says, and then the lawlessness one will be revealed. And so Paul is showing, yes, the spirit of the Antichrist is in operation, but it's not operationing in this fullness, meaning you don't see the embodiment of that spirit within a person yet who is going to be revealed as the Antichrist. But in verse 8, it shows us that the one who holds it back, right? The complete manifestation of that is the Holy Spirit. And because we have the Holy Spirit in us, it means as well the church, right? The body of Christ. But it says once we are out, then he will be revealed. What I love about this scripture is that it even revealed to you the rapture of the church, which is another message of its own. I'm not going to go too deep in that. But I really wanted to address that very quickly as we're reading this passage, to show you that truly, in fact, when that person of lawlessness is completely revealed, we, we won't be here. If you're truly set apart, if you're a truly Holy Spirit filled, born again believer, you will not be here when that embodiment, right? When, the, when that person that embodies that spirit in its entirety is revealed, you won't be here. Because the Holy Spirit is the one that's completely holding that, that event back. If it was not the Holy Spirit, man, the Antichrist would be completely, fully revealed. But he won't be fully revealed until we are out of here. All right. And so if you perhaps was wondering, you know, if the rapture is something biblical, will it happen? This is a great scripture that shows you as well that it will. Amen. And so to close out, <coughs> excuse me, y'all, to close out. Let's quickly go ahead and read a few more scriptures, um, in particular, the closing remarks in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Let's quickly go ahead and look at that, and we'll call it a day, y'all. Again, I pray you have been blessed by this episode. You've been blessed by the series, and I truly hope that you play it back and you really listen during your leisure time um, so God could really just give you any nuggets that you've received from this episode all right y'all and so let's quickly go ahead and read some more um the latter part of verse eight right it says and then the lawlessness one will be revealed whom the lord jesus will overthrow with the breath of his mouth and destroy by the splendor of his coming okay the coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with how satan works 
Okay, he will use all sorts of displays of power through signs and wonders that serve the lie and all the ways that wickedness deceives those who are perishing. Verse 10 is powerful. As a matter of fact, highlight it in all the ways that wickedness deceives those who are perishing. How does wickedness deceive those who are perishing? I'm going to tell you one way. The deception doesn't always come wrapped with what people may say is evil. Okay. The deception always comes and wraps, you know, comes wrapped up with beautiful sunshine, rainbows, and butterflies, right? The Bible even tells us that the enemy, he disguised himself as an angel of light. He disguised himself as proclaiming happiness, except that happiness is what? It's, it's apart from Christ. The enemy is also, well, for example, when you see people are saying the universe blessed me with it's apart from Christ. It's removing completely Christ in the picture. When you see people are promoting love, but not Jesus, it, that is an abomination itself. That is deception. That is why it is important that everything you see the world is proclaiming to be righteous or proclaiming to be good and so forth. You have to go back in scripture so you could truly know good for good and, 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 and what is evil for evil. Because if you're looking at the world to profess truth to you, you will always see that the world is never professing true truth to you. The world is professing a lie, but trying to disguise it as truth, but it's not truth at all. And this is the way that deception, right? This is the way that darkness uh, deceives those who are perishing. Because unfortunately, the truth that is in this world is not the truth of Christ Jesus. And we know that the scripture says that Jesus is the truth, right? He is the way, the truth, and the life. And so whoever is not proclaiming Christ, they're not headed to life. They're headed to destruction. And that is the reason why they are perishing. And now the good news of the gospel is that it is proclaiming to people who can give them the truth, the truth, the only truth, who can give them life. And it's also showing them um, how they can attain it, right? The way of this eternal life. And the, in you know, the Bible and Jesus himself says he is the way. So he's all three in one. So if you're wanting truth, you have to have Jesus. If you're wanting life, you have to have Jesus. And if you want the way to to good things right to goodness to peace to freedom you have to know jesus you have to have jesus amen and so when we are able to successfully dis, you know uh, um, make the distinction between kingdom gospel church it also allows us to walk in our identity correctly as the body of christ it allows us to know for sure what is the kingdom of god and what is not and it allows us as well to know our part in God's overall purpose. When you're able to make those distinctions, you, in fact, will be unstoppable in this world and you will not be deceived. That's the thing right there. It's so easy to be deceived when you do not know what the Lord wants you to know. God wants you to be a person of knowledge, right, of wisdom, but not earthly wisdom, not earthly knowledge, but knowledge and wisdom that comes only from his word and through his Holy Spirit. And so, y'all, so as I get ready to close, let's quickly go ahead and um, read 13 to 16 and close it out for today. And I want to quickly just pronounce a prayer a prayer upon you and just very quickly pray with you as well that God will give you grace to cross over to the year 2023. And so 
Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13 to 16, very quickly, y'all, it says, But we are always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord, because God chose you as first fruits to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. Highlight that, y'all. Especially the latter portion of verse 13. God chose you as first fruit to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through the belief in the truth. Yes, the Spirit sanctifies us. But yet you have to believe in the truth. What truth? The truth of Christ Jesus, the truth of the will of God, the word of God. What God deems to be truth, not what, what, not what the world deems to be truth. And not what an, another believer deems to be truth that is contrary to the truth of God's word. Verse 14, y'all. He called you to, to this through, through our gospel. You see, he called you to this through our gospel. And so here the, it's showing us the gospel reveals to us such truth right just as the just as the entirety of the word of god we know the bible in its entirety from old old testament to new testament is in fact the word of god is truth as well but it's showing us it gave us a better understanding the gospel is what gave us a better understanding of the truth of god and so it continues in verse 14 that you might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we see, a, you know, without truth, without the truth of God, without the truth of Jesus and his teachings, there's no way that we can partake in his glory. There's no way we can share of his glory. And then verse 15, y'all to, to um, 17 says this. So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold fast to the teachings we pass on to you, whether by word of mouth or by letter. Stand firm and hold fast, y'all. Highlight that. Stand firm and hold fast. Stand firm. I'm going to say this again. Stand firm and hold fast. Do not let go of the truth of God and the teachings of Christ. Because when you let go, you have brought yourself into a place of no return. And when I say a place of no return, it becomes truly almost impossible for you the taste of the goodness of God again. This is what we read in the in, in the, the previous uh, scripture when it was saying, you know, it's hard when someone has fallen away to go back to repentance, right? This is what happened when you let go of the truth of God. As long as you continue to meditate on the truth of God, right? Meditating on the word of God day and night, it becomes very hard for the enemy to tempt you to, um, um, to, to follow a lie, to follow a deception, this is why it's so evident. This is why it's so important for you to truly be in God's word and in prayer before the Lord. Many people that have fallen away, many people that have, you know, let's say they, they grew up in a Christian you know, home. They've been, you know, they've been saved for 20 years. And then all of a sudden they're like, you know, I'm not saved. You know, I don't believe in God. I'm doing my own thing. Nine, nine times out of 10 times, y'all, nine out of 10 is because they, guess what? They didn't hold fast. And stand firm to the teaching. For, for whatever reason, they let go of the teaching. God understands we're not perfect. And that is why he has given us his word. So that when you when you hit that, that place where your faith is growing weak, that word is still there to build it up. But what happens is that at times we believe as if faith is a feeling. No, faith is not a feeling. Faith is a discipline. I'm going to say this again. Faith is not a feeling. Faith is a discipline. Not only is faith is the currency of heaven, not only is it a currency, but it is a discipline. It is a discipline. This is why you see in James, it's faith without works is dead. Works, works is discipline. Works are discipline. 
better yet. Amen. And to close y'all. Verse 16 to 17, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope. Encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. But how does the Lord do, do this? Like how does he um, strengthen us? He strengthened us through his word. He strengthened us through his Holy Spirit. But even though we have his Holy Spirit as believers... The way that you will see the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in a greater measure in your life is when you discipline yourself by reading the word of God. Discipline yourself by making time to pray unto him. And y'all, I just want to go ahead and close out this episode by praying with you and as well as pronouncing blessings upon you to have a blessed 2023 i pray that you were greatly encouraged by this episode i pray this episode challenged you to truly to live in accordance to god's word to live in a course in accordance to the ways of the kingdom of god um not in the ways of this world i pray that you have a better understanding when it comes to kingdom what that all entails when it comes to the gospel what that all entails and when it comes to the church what it means um when it, when I say to you that you are the body of Christ, like the, that you are the church, making that distinction between the people and the gathering place. Um, I pray that moving forward, you are you will be about your father's business, that moving forward, you will walk in the ways of love and you will desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit and you will desire to produce the fruits of the Holy Spirit, for example, such as patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, meekness, righteousness. Heavenly Father, I thank you, God, for giving us the grace to have been able to do um, this podcast episode. I thank you for the series that you blessed us to have produced by your grace and by your leading Holy Spirit Kingdom Gospel Church. Thank you for every episode that was able to be produced from this series. Lord, I just pray that God, you would continue to speak to your people through this series, Lord. I pray that the series will be used to exhort them, encourage them, edify them for them to truly to boldly walk in the god-given identity that you have given them for them to truly lord god to operate from your kingdom god your ways and not the ways of the world lord god i just pray that as well for every lord god brother and sister that is listening to this podcast god wherever they may be i just truly pray god that you would continue to preserve them and their families you would bless them to finish the year of 2022 lord god with great victory lord god with great peace lord god with great joy god with great faith i declare and pronounce god blessings and favor upon them and their family lord god as they get ready to cross over 2023 i declare and decree that 2023 shall be a year lord god that they will see what it is that you have promised them i declare and decree in the mighty name of jesus christ of nazareth that 2023 that they will no longer experience any delay but that they will receive god their inheritance in christ jesus that they will experience lord god everything god that you have ordained to be their portion i declare and decree in the mighty name of jesus that 2023 will be a year of overflowing testimonies after testimonies for them and their family of them declaring and proclaiming, Lord God, to everyone, um, look what the Lord has done for me, that they indeed have tasted the goodness and faithfulness of the Lord and the land of the living. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, God, that you would remember my brother and sister that is listening to this episode this very day, that you would do it for them, God, that they would that they would see you lord god be faithful in their lives all throughout the year 2023 bless them to cross over lord god as a matter of fact i know that it's already done in the spirit and i thank you god for blessing us for crossing over into 2023 may this year be a year of your kingdom god may this year be a year god that we see you do for us lord god what you have already have done god in the heavenly realms lord god in the mighty name of jesus christ of nazareth this y'all was your sister in christ jesus and remember all things are possible with christ jesus until next time Peace out. Take care.